Hello, my name is Chuck Rom, and today I would like to welcome you to Freeform Spiritual Wisdom. For the past 28 years, I've immersed myself in the exploration, the study, and the practice of the knowledge and wisdom that lies within metaphysical and spiritual concepts and ideas. That wisdom is also contained within you, and to a degree, is able to be found within the philosophies and teachings that are available, both historically and presently, on our planet today. What I intend to do as we move forward with each new episode of this podcast is to explore and provide for you a process and an experience where you can effectively use this information to create the type of life that brings you the satisfaction, fulfillment, and happiness that you desire. However, a necessary aspect of these changes is a much broader and deeper understanding of who and what you are. The two are actually inseparable, and becoming aware of this deeper aspect of yourself allows a perspective to come forward that is not present if this is omitted, which then results in a number of limitations to the outcome that's experienced. It's these limitations that cause people to continue searching for a more fulfilling solution to the challenges they have in their lives. Moving you beyond those limitations is the experience I intend to provide for you here. Hello, everybody. And once again, I'd like to welcome you back to the podcast. So today, what I wanted to explore a little bit is a couple of different things. I wanted to get a little bit back to the foundation of what we're doing here and talk a little bit about that again. And then to pull together, kind of in a comprehensive way, the various ideas that we have talked about here so far. And kind of pull it together and utilize a couple of what maybe I'll call in the moment real world examples to show you how these things play out. So again, what we're all about here is the idea that what you are is not just the physical body that you're so familiar with in your lifetime, but so much more than that, that you are the soul, the self, you can say the deeper you. And again, I'm not overly fond with the term universe because it kind of really becomes, to me anyway, a little impersonal when we do that. And it really is you that is the one bringing about your experience of reality to you. And so I like to say it as the self or the soul. And so, of course, in any particular moment within this particular experience, in this particular dimension, this physical experience that we're having, we're not going to express all of what we are as the self. We're going to express particular portions of it, right? Portions that match the idea that we're all expressing here in what we call physical reality. And in one of the earlier episodes, what I talked about again was the concept of ideas, right? And that ideas from the perspective of the self are of a much different scope than the ideas that we have here, right? The ideas that we have here are, you have an idea of a computer and we create that. We have an idea of a car and we create that. We have an idea of a building and we create that and so on and so forth. From the self's perspective, we have an idea of a universe, an idea of galaxies, an idea of solar systems, an idea of civilizations, an idea of the languages that those civilizations may speak ideas of the various forms 
that the various individuals that populate those civilizations will have, right? So the the scope of the ideas that are expressed from the platform, I guess I'll call it in this moment, of the self are a little different than the ideas that we express from us. The extension or the focus of the self. So that term focus has been used by a variety of individuals, sources of information, and I'm fond of it. I think it has the ability to convey a particular understanding of what we're doing here. If you think of, let's say, a camera and a camera lens or a binocular, maybe a monocular or a telescope, right? As you're looking through it, you're seeing through it a particular picture, right? There are certain things that are happening when you look through that particular device. As you are focusing your eyesight through that device, there are certain things that you're seeing and there's a lot that you're not seeing. There's a bunch that's happening outside of that telescope, outside of that camera lens. You're focusing it on just a particular area of activity, shall we say, right? And so this is true of the self as well. The self has really an uncountable number of focuses, extensions of itself having particular types of experiences. And we are one of those focuses. Now, of course, there is much more depth and intricacy to this than we have chatted about yet, and we will in the future at some point in time. But right now, it's just good to know that we are not only the self, but we are an extension of the self. We're a focus of the self. We are an expression of the self having a particular type of an experience, purposefully, right? Us as the self in collaboration with a number of other selves, unlimited, infinite expressions, choose to create out of their own energy various situations to then explore all the various ways that they can create. And that's what we do as the self. So as an extension, as a focus of that self, Here in this experience of physical reality, there are particular mechanisms, I've called them now, of consciousness, of the way that we express energy that then bring this experience around for us. So, of course, in the beginning of all of this, and without this exploration, these mechanisms, I'll suggest to you, still function. They are automatic. They bring your experience of reality to you in the way that it happens all the time. What this exploration does for you is it provides you with the information and the knowledge to utilize those mechanisms of consciousness, that mechanism of consciousness, in a way that is more advantageous to you meaning that you can utilize that awareness to then bring the type of experience to yourself that you would like to have, to have the type of fulfillment and satisfaction and joy and peace in your life that I think everybody pretty much desires. So again, in the previous episodes, we've talked about a variety of 
these mechanisms of consciousness and all the various ways that these things come together to bring your experience, our experience of this reality to us. So a couple of things that I'm going to add to this, and we're going to then weave all this together. One of the things that you will hear both in these podcasts, in the episodes of this podcast, and in other places, is a concept of being aware of where your attention is, where your focus is. You may even hear the term concentration. So there are some ways of describing what those are that I think are helpful. And so I'll mention those here. So when you bring your attention to something, or when you focus on something, what you're doing is you are directing the awareness of what you are as self, this focus of the self, toward, I guess I'll call it right now, an idea. Maybe an idea of relationship, maybe an idea of employment, maybe an idea of the body, whatever it might happen to be. Right? You put your attention there. Right? You focus the stream of consciousness toward that particular thing, I'll call it right now. And really it's an idea, but we're going to call it a thing because that makes more sense to us. Okay. So you do that. You bring your attention to it. When you do that, automatically what happens is the beliefs that you hold about yourself and in relationship to that thing or that situation or that circumstance automatically begin to affect your focus of attention. They're there by default. By default, I don't mean that you can't change them. I mean the ones that you are interactive with at that particular moment will automatically become part of the experience. Right? So what you will do then is you will interpret where your attention is through your beliefs, through your ideas about that particular subject matter, through the translations that you have come to, that you have made, the reasons why things work the way they do, the reasons that you do the things that you do, how you translated the things that happen in your life, the things that you now believe are true about you and your existence. And this happens, again, automatically. This is part of what this particular experience is all about. Now, these things are important, of course, and we'll continue, but these things are important, of course, because they strongly affect all the experiences that you have in your life. And they pull and are associated with and color all the rest of the ways that you experience your life, your experience of life. So that includes, of course, feeling states, emotional states, images, all sorts of things that pop in and become part of your inner experience, and then again, a part of your outer experience as well. So We've talked about a variety of things in past episodes about the communication that we get from that deeper part of us, the self. And it really includes everything that's going on in our experience, all the things that we are aware of. 
And many times, actually, it includes many things that we're not aware of yet anyway. Okay? And this is a very qualified yet because that yet keeps becoming something different. Right? So at first, we may be familiar with only, primarily anyway, five sense type of information. The information, the communication that our eyes and our ears and our sense of touch and our sense of smell and our sense of taste bring to us. And there may be moments, of course, and there usually always are, where other things show up, but we may not be paying a lot of attention to those. Like we may get impressions about things. We may get ideas about things. We may have a feeling about something, right? And those may be part of what's going on in our life. They may actually play a large part in our life, right? Because people are quite variegated. The way that each of us experiences the reality that we're having is filtered, shall I say, or is colored, maybe might be a better word, by certain qualities that we bring to the forefront of ourself more than other people do. And that's what our uniqueness is all about, right? Because again, as the self, what we're looking to do is to explore all the realities that we do. And this one in particular, because this is the one that we're experiencing right now, in as much variation as we possibly can. And so the way that we express ourselves through human beings in this particular type of an experience has a lot of different ways that we interpret our experience around us. Some of us interpret our experience around us in a more logical, rational, intellectual way. Some individuals express and interact with their interaction around them in more of a feeling way. Some people more of an emotional way. There's a variety of other ways that we do this, but we all have filters that seem to affect us a little bit more than other filters do, right? It's part of the makeup. It's part of the experience here. And so as we're having our experiences, there are all these things that color our experience. And of course, we'll describe and talk about these other things as we move forward in the episodes. But what I want to kind of do now is kind of pull together what we've talked about before and maybe add a few more things here. So communication, the communication that we get from the self as we are having our experience is constant. And one of the things that I hope to do for all of you here is in what we talk about here to help you to become more aware of the varieties of communication that are coming your way, how to recognize those, and how to utilize them in what you're doing in your life each day. Because, of course, that's what it's all about. It's about doing something with them so you have the experience that you want to have. So we have the five senses, of course, and then we have what I have termed the eyes of the self. And as a reminder, I call them the eyes of the self because most of them begin with I. And so there are things like inspiration, imagination or images, ideas, impulses, intuition, impressions, insight, and other things that are like this. And so these also are forms of communication from the self, right? As are feeling and emotions. Feeling emotions and all of these things actually are kind of 
they have two sides to them, I'll suggest. One side, as I've mentioned previously, is just purely in the experience of it. Okay, because what we do in our creations of all the realities that we're involved in, and of course this one as well, is we're looking for the experience of it. We're looking to experience all of our creation, the fullness of what we can create. And then the other part of that is the communication that they bring to us, the information that they can provide for us about why it is and how it is that we're creating the experience of reality around us, the way that we are. And the opportunity then to make some changes there if that's what we choose to do. And so the eyes of the self are part of that communication. Feeling and emotion are part of that communication. The five senses are part of that communication. They're all there to bring us information. Now, we also have some movements of, we all call it the mind, right? One of those is thought. So thought, I'm going to suggest to you now, is a particular mechanism that is meant to interpret or translate what it is that you have your attention on. So it's a mechanism that's a mechanism of translation, of interpretation. So if what you do is you hold your attention on what you're thinking, what you're doing is you're holding your attention on how you're interpreting or translating but you're not necessarily bringing your attention to what is being interpreted or translated. Okay? So, what does thought interpret and translate? It interprets and translates your communications, right? The physical things that the five senses bring to you and the other forms of communication that come to you your feeling states, your emotional states, the eyes of the self, right? It interprets and translates those types of things. So thought in that regard is meant to help you with your interpretation of the translations. When somebody goes to you, when someone says to you, what did you think about the movie that you saw last night? What you do is you bring your attention to the movie and then you interpret it. You translate the experience that you had. Right? This is the mechanism of thought. This is what it's meant to do. And so as you're doing that, there's something else that's important to pay attention also. And what that is, is what you're actually doing. And part of that is what you're doing physically. What actions are you presently taking? Are you sitting at your desk? Are you reading something? Are you thinking about something? Are you having a feeling about something? What is going on in that regard? And as you become a little bit more familiar with yourself, what you can also add to that is what is your energy doing? In other words, what we do with our energy and the way that our experience here is created through perception is that we project our energy, and we'll just say in this moment, out around us, right? And then we perceive, we become familiar with the information that is being projected out around us. And it's our energy that's being projected out around us. 
And so once we become familiar with certain feeling states as we are having our experience, one of the things that we can be familiar with is paying attention to the feeling of where our energy is being projected and how it's being projected. So projecting our energy is an action that we take. There's a variety of actions that are more subtle than our physical actions. And thought is meant to interpret that as well. So we have a variety of things that are going on within us that are part of this creative process that we have going on. So as I mentioned earlier, probably one of the best ways to talk about all these things is to talk about an example, something that perhaps we experience in our life or perhaps something that we maybe want to change in our life. So let's take, just because it can be a popular subject matter, money or finances. And for the sake of our example right now, we'll say that we have an individual and what they are desiring to do is to have more money available to them on a daily basis, right? However, what they're not recognizing in this moment is that when they bring their attention to the idea of money and finances, and then, of course, the associated things, all the things that money can do for you, what they believe is that they don't have enough money, that money is difficult to obtain. And there's something else I'm going to mention just briefly here uh, that we'll explore a little later on. And I'll mention it just briefly and we'll talk a little bit about this. But so I'll say it this way for now. And that money needs to be brought into their life due to them doing particular things, which is very typical, of course. And I'm just going to mention that right now and then I'll expand on that later on. So we have this individual who believes that it's difficult to bring money in their life and they believe that they don't have much money in their life, right? So when they put their attention on money, this is the influence that automatically goes to the energy, to consciousness, to what it is that is creating their experiences around them through those beliefs. Because as you place your awareness on something in a particular moment, consciousness and energy begin to move in a particular way. And it is influenced by beliefs because beliefs are an integral part of this particular experience that we're having. And so this person has the beliefs that we just mentioned. As a result of that, what they're going to experience in their life is events that will happen where they're going to have to spend money on things that they, of course, don't believe that they have. Maybe their car breaks down, maybe their furnace breaks down, maybe somebody breaks a window, whatever it might happen to be. Maybe their paycheck is mailed to a wrong address and it takes next week to get their paycheck. It can be many, many things. And this is the thing that's good to understand about the reality that we're experiencing also is that the way that our beliefs show up in our reality is quite symbolic and quite variegated. It can show up in a whole variety of different ways, right? 
So the same individual perhaps might lose their job, right? Maybe there's a slowdown at work and they have to lay some people off or they have some sort of an argument with their boss and their boss says, okay, you're done, whatever it might happen to be. Or maybe they have their own business and there is a change in the atmosphere of that particular part of the job. Possibly, let's say it was associated with COVID maybe, right? And there was a downturn in that type of business during COVID. And so they were making very little money. It can take all sorts of forms, of course, right? And so here we have the concept of beliefs and what you're focusing on. Now, what's going to happen, possibly, I'm not going to use the word typically here, but what can happen and what may happen is that this individual then may choose to focus, to put their attention on the challenges that they're having, right? And in doing that, in focusing on the challenging things that are going on with them, what they do is they draw more of that energy into their situation of their life, right? So they don't stop the circle of this, the hamster wheel maybe, of this particular event that's going on, this whole belief system of they don't have very much money, they in fact perpetuate it because they keep focusing on what they don't have and the challenges that they're having, right? And so in this, what's important then is to break that particular focus of attention that this individual has going on in their life. So that's where this understanding of the deeper us that we are is of value in this type of an experience. Because as you explore this, you begin to understand that you have many more choices than you may have thought of otherwise, right? And there are ideas and concepts and methods that people have become familiar with that we will talk about here, of course, that we have talked about here to some degree to help with this kind of stuff. And so one of the things that this individual can do to break this pattern, and that's what you want to do, is you want to do something that is outside of the pattern that you are now invested in, shall we say. And so what this individual can do is maybe as they're walking down the street and there's some homeless person on the street, they can give this person some money, right? Now, Typically, they may think that I don't have enough money just to give some money to somebody else, right? But if you do that, if you take an action, right? Here's that part of our creative process. You're taking an action. And what is this action saying to your thought process, to that process, that mechanism of consciousness that interprets and translates what's going on in your life? Is that you have extra money. So now what you've done is you've taken an action that is counter to what you were doing previously. And in that, you begin to change the energy. So you can continue that by doing the things that are going to be, maybe we'll just call it necessary in your life anyway. So you go to the store that day and you buy the things that you need. And while you're there buying the things that you need, you spend a little extra money on buying a little something that you want. Maybe you buy a candy bar. Maybe you buy a bottle of pop. Maybe you buy something from the deli to eat, a piece of cake or a piece of carrot cake or pie or whatever it might happen to be. You buy something additional that typically you wouldn't allow yourself to do if you're in this thought process of you have no money. And this again functions in the same way as giving the money away did. 
It helps to move you in a different direction in this pattern. Because it's the actions that you take that your thought process is going to be paying attention to. It's going to interpret and translate what you then believe about yourself through the actions that you take. So what will begin to happen then is you will begin to choose different beliefs to utilize in the creation of your experience. And again, beliefs are kind of like a huge walk-in closet filled with clothes. You have the ability to choose anything to wear that's in that closet, but we get caught up in choosing only certain clothes time after time after time, right? And this is the thing about beliefs. We're not out to get rid of beliefs. What we're kind of out to do is maybe more put them in a neutral position for ourselves. In other words, understand that really beliefs are a part of this particular expression of physical reality that we have, but they are there to be chosen by us, ideally anyway right? To look at the various beliefs that are then going to affect the way that consciousness and energy creates the experience that we have around us. And in that, choose the belief that we want to use in a particular experience. I can choose to believe that I have no money, or I can choose to believe that I have money. I can choose to believe that money can show up in unexpected ways. I can choose to believe knowing that it's me creating my reality, if somebody comes into my life and gives me $150, I've created that in that moment, right? Because you can judge yourself sometimes when things show up in particular ways. And I'm going to suggest to you right now that regardless of how something shows up in your life, you've created that in your life. You've shifted your belief system. You've shifted your perception. You've utilized different beliefs to then configure consciousness and energy in a way that something shows up, quote unquote, physically in your experience for you in a particular way to, in this example, be helpful to you. So, regardless of how it shows up, if somebody out of the blue or however it shows up, gives you something, money, a job, a chance, a ticket for something, food, whatever it might happen to be, you have created that in your reality. Anything that shows up in your reality, you create in your reality. It makes no difference how it shows up in your reality. You're the one that's created it there, right? You in collaboration with the self, with the soul, whatever you would like to call it. This unlimited, infinite aspect of who and what you are. Okay? So, this, of course, I know, goes against the way most individuals typically think about things. If somebody else gives us money, or even the money that we earn, right, quote unquote, at our job, is given to us by somebody else. We haven't created it. Somebody else has put it in our life. But that is not, I'll suggest to you, what's actually occurring. You've created the expression of the job in your experience. 
you create the money in your experience. Now, you do it in association with employment because that's a very powerful and strong idea within physical reality that we don't just create out of the blue, right? You can't just create a bunch of money in your account. You can say, yes, of course, I can do that. And really, as an unlimited being, can you do that? Yes. But will you probably do that? Probably not. Why? Because the beliefs that we have that are associated with this reality, some of them that are used quite a bit by individuals in this reality, make it difficult for us to allow ourselves to do that because we go to automatic ways of thinking about things. Well, the IRS is going to know that it's there or whatever it might happen to be, right? So there's all these reasons why we don't allow ourselves to do it beyond thinking it just can't happen that way. And so we do it through employment. We do it through a job. But the whole thing is, is that you're the one as an extension of the self that is bringing together consciousness and energy, molding consciousness and energy, moving it to flow in the way that it flows so that all of the experiences in your life show up in your life for you the way that they do. And so you create the job, right? You allow yourself through utilizing particular beliefs, through believing in yourself, through trusting yourself, through moving beyond the doubt that you have in yourself, that you can do the things that you want to do. And of course, where you find yourself in that spectrum of where you believe in yourself or how much you trust yourself is going to be a broad spectrum. You may have very little trust and belief in yourself at this moment. You may have a moderate amount of that, or you may have a great deal of that, right? At least in most areas of your life. If you're exploring this, there are additional things that you want to do in your life. And so there are some areas that you need to understand a little bit more about yourself. And there are ways of trusting your expression that will be a little bit more expansive than what they are at present. And so this, of course, is an important part of how all of this comes together for you also. This whole idea of trusting who and what you are and understanding the abilities that you have. And that's where, when I mentioned in some of the earlier episodes, that especially if this is new to you, to begin this in a small way, to find and pay attention to some small challenge that you have in your life. And if you have a repetitive one, that works well. And it might probably be better if it is a repetitive one because you know it by now. And take this small one and do the things that I have suggested for you here to make some changes in that small situation, right? And the way that you do that really just very simply is you take actions that are counter to the actions that you typically take in association with whatever that particular subject matter is, right? doesn't matter what it is. Now, part of what I'll suggest here also is you're going to have your own unique way of doing that, right? And so part of self-acceptance and self-trust is understanding the uniqueness of who and what you are. In other words, you're meant to express your reality in your own unique way. And so even though individuals around you have ideas and examples to use and 
They will also have certain ways that they want to talk to you about how things maybe can be done. It's up to you to decide how you actually want to do those things. Okay. So that's an important thing too. Allow yourself to trust in yourself. And when I say that, part of what I'm talking about here is to trust in that deeper and infinite aspect of yourself. Because that deeper and that infinite aspect of you, that you that you're expressing yourself from into this particular experience, in a real simple way, I'll say, always has your back. It's always in your corner. Now, sometimes it may not seem like that, but I'll suggest that's only because of the ideas and the beliefs that we carry about ourself and about maybe some of the ideas that we have about maybe God still or things of that nature and some of the things that are associated with that, about the things we need to do or the things we should do in order for certain things to show up in a particular way for us. And as we've spoken about briefly before, all of those things are really just ideas that are associated with particular organizations, perhaps we can say in this moment, right? Collections of thoughts, collections of ideas that we express through. And again, I want to point out that what I'm saying here is not that any of that is wrong or bad, just that those are beginning points, right? They're not meant for us to stay there. They're meant for us to use them as a stepping stone, right? They are beginning to a journey, an exploration that is a continual forward journey, an expansive journey, right? There's another step then to take, and then another step after that. So one of the things that can be a little disturbing to individuals, especially individuals who are struggling with who and what they are, with valuing themselves and things of that nature, is the idea that you're the one that's bringing the experiences of your life about, right? It can seem maybe a little bit overwhelming to understand that. But I'm going to suggest to you that if what you do is you believe instead that the world is bringing you your experiences, other people are bringing you your experiences, which is, again, a very common way for most individuals to think about things now, that things just show up in the way they do for really no reason. It's just chance, right? And that, again, is a valid way to think about things. It doesn't give you a lot of wherewithal to change things, but it still brings a valid experience into your life, right? Because all experiences are valid, but you can change those experiences, okay? So if you've been in that place or if you're in that place, you can believe that you being the one that's responsible for what it is that's going in your life can seem a little overwhelming. But when you start to move in that direction, what it actually becomes is it becomes freeing. Because now you no longer are worried about what somebody else is going to do. You're no longer fearful of what the world may bring your direction because you're starting to understand how all of this actually occurs in the experience of your life. You're practicing a little bit with some of the things that we talk about here or you've become familiar with in other venues and you're beginning to see results in all of that you're beginning to see things change in your life, right? And in that, you begin to trust 
not only the process more, but yourself, because it's really all about yourself. It's all about trusting you, right? This information is contained within you. You're the one that has the ability. You get to do with it what you want. And so as you become increasingly familiar with that, it helps to bring a variety of experiences into your life. One of those is peacefulness, less stress, a ability to let go of maybe a hurried feeling about life that you may have all the time. This feeling that there's always something that you need to be doing to make sure that things work out the way they're supposed to, right? Maybe we can call it control, right? The need to control your life. And so this really is about attempting to control the outer aspects of what are happening in your life, right? The things, we'll just say in this moment, out there around us that are happening that in the beginning we believe are how things come to us in our life. So we attempt to control those things. Now, if you're observant, if you're paying attention to things, and I'm suggesting that that is an important part of this whole process, and you can begin there in this, you can begin by observing in retrospect if you want to, but certainly in the moment, and even in the moment, it'll be retrospect, but that can be a confusing thing, so we're not going to talk about that now. But you can see how you're attempting to control your outer environment has not been effective by and large. And even if you have some idea that it has been effective, still you will know that there have been experiences in your life that show up, quote unquote, out of the blue that you weren't able to control that then threw everything out of whack, right? Changed things threw a monkey wrench into things, whatever you want to say, right? Messed up your experience for a particular length of time. So what it's really about, of course, at least as far as what we're talking about here, because there's many ideas about this, is the inner experience that you're having, right? The ideas that you have about things, the beliefs that you have about things, the expectations that you have about things, the images that you form in your mind, the inner dialogue that you're having, the feelings and emotions that you're having and you're experiencing, right? All of those inner things, all the eyes of the self that are going on with you, right? The dreams, maybe, that you maybe involve yourself in if you're doing that type of stuff, right? There's all the things that happen that you can't call outer things like you can with, let's say, a wall or a floor or a car or things like that. All the things that you experience personally, right, that nobody else in your way of viewing things anyway is going to be able to experience like you're experiencing them, all those inner things that are personal to you. That's the foundation of how your experience begins, where it flows from as well. So it's those aspects of what's going on with you that really you want to be noticing, that you want to be paying attention to, that you want to be mindful of. Okay. These are the things that you want to change to help you change what's going on in your life. And as you do this, you're going to see changes happen in your life. And I can say this quite unreservedly because I've seen these things going on in my life. And because I've done this so long, 
and I'm associated with so many individuals that do this also, I see the results of these types of explorations and these types of changes in their lives as well. It's a very powerful, important thing for you to be able to do. So as you involve yourself with this, and as you pay attention to the information and the knowledge and the methods that you will gain through your experience here, and the experience and the interaction you have with other sources of information as you start to put that into practice, as you begin to recognize that doing that changes how you view things. It changes the automatic way that you do things. It becomes easier to pause in any situation to pay attention to the emotions that are going on, to what it is that you're feeling, to the images that are showing up for you, to the various beliefs that you have about yourself and about the subject matter that you're interacting with in that particular moment, and then to make choices around those things. It doesn't matter if what you're doing in that moment is feeling anger or frustration or hopelessness or whatever it might happen to be. You just pause and acknowledge, notice that that's what's going on, and acknowledge it. That's what I'm feeling in this particular moment, okay? Now, acknowledging it, as I've spoken about in the last episode, I believe it was, doesn't mean that it's true, right? You're just noticing it. You're just acknowledging that that's what's going on within you in this moment. And in doing that, you do a couple things, actually. In acknowledging it, you are taking and creating an action that says that that particular thing, that particular challenge, whatever it might happen to be, is not more powerful, I'll just use that word now, than you are. Why? Because you can notice that it's happening. You're not afraid of paying attention that it's there. That says that you have more ability, more power than the fear does than the feeling of hopelessness does, than the doubt does, than whatever it is, right? You've acknowledged that it's there. What you can also do once you've acknowledged it is you can move into doing something with it, right? If you don't pay attention to something, if you turn away from something, if you say that something is not there, then you haven't put yourself in a place where you can actually change it, right? If there's a fire in the other room, what you do is you stay in a room that you're in next to the other room, even though you can smell some of the smoke, right? If you don't walk into that room and acknowledge that the fire is there, you can't put the fire out. And this is true with whatever metaphor we want to use, right? You have to make yourself aware of the situation. So you simply acknowledge it. You say, okay, you notice it. This is what's going on. And then you begin to do and utilize the various methods, the various tools that you've become familiar with in whatever way you've become familiar with them here or in other places to bring about changes in those things, right? And so again, in this example that we talked about with the individual that had the belief system that they don't have much money in their life, that money is hard to come by in their life, and when they start to do things, when they start to take actions that are different than that, then they start to change that particular way that their experience shows up for them. And then what you do is you perpetuate that. You continue to express yourself in more actions that continue to move 
energy and consciousness in that particular direction. And then what you do is you're automatically going into that huge closet of beliefs and pulling down different pieces of clothes, different beliefs to utilize that's going to mold consciousness and energy. And as a result, it's going to show up different for you in your experience. The thing that you need to keep in mind with this is that this is very much an active expression that you have going on here. In other words, it's not just about becoming intellectually familiar with this type of information and then just waiting for it to do something in your life. You have to actively utilize the information to bring changes in your life because the whole process is an active process, right? You're moving energy, you're taking actions in your life, whatever. And so by taking actions, by doing something physically that moves you in the direction that's in alignment with a particular different type of a belief that you want to use, what you do is then you open, shall we say, the floodgates to energy and consciousness moving in a way that supports what you're doing now. And it will become incrementally easier for you to move in that particular direction. Now, may you still have some speed bumps on occasion? Sure, you're going to have some speed bumps. But again, it's an opportunity to reinforce the direction that you want to move in. And so don't allow those things to, to throw you. And of course, one of the things you want to make sure you try not to do is to be judgmental if you have, you know, a couple hours or a half a day or even a day or whatever it might happen to be where it seems like you're struggling again with that particular subject matter, whatever the subject matter might happen to be. Just get yourself back on track again. Do whatever you need to get back on track. Those types of things will be important for you. So as a part of this whole process, an idea that I want to bring in here is one of opposing or maybe we could say denying ourself. And by this, what I'm speaking of is denying or opposing the natural ability that we have to create the things that we want to in our life. And so this again goes back to trusting our ability and building that trust in our ability. And so, of course, what we do all the time is we interact with many individuals all day long, or at least a few individuals during our day. Right? And so what we want to attempt to do is to pay attention to why it is that we just react in a particular way. And when we do that, when we become familiar with, let's say, the belief that we are using that then prompted us to react in a particular way, we can also understand that in that moment, We've kind of denied ourselves the ability that we actually have. We are opposing our natural ability to create. And this particular situation is not one that typically, usually, feels comfortable for us. It feels a little off when we do that because it's not, especially from the perspective of the inner us, but because we are an intimate expression of that inner us, from this aspect of ourselves also, it's an unnatural way of doing things, I'll suggest to you, especially as you begin this type of an exploration. 
So the things that you want to do are all about acknowledging yourself and not about opposing who and what you are. And so there are some aspects of this when we're interactive with other individuals that take a little bit of practice. So basically, anytime somebody approaches us and says something to us that, I'll just put it this way in the moment, makes us feel, in other words, we respond in a particular way. So we respond in a way that we feel a particular way due to what they've said. Or let's say it's something as simple as they have a different opinion than we do about something. They have a different way of viewing something than that we do. Or maybe they question what we just did or what we just said, right? So when we get to a point and as we move towards a place where we are trusting ourselves, where we are not denying ourselves, where we are embracing who and what we are and our ability to create in our own unique way, then we slowly move beyond the need to defend what we do or what we say, to justify what we do or what we say. Or, and this may be a little bit more applicable to individuals who are beginning to become increasingly familiar with this, or instruct somebody, do or say something that instructs somebody in that moment. And by that, what I mean is you in this moment, you're saying this to the other individual. You in this moment, and I don't mean you're saying it to them, but you're thinking this in your mind, right? You are doing or saying something wrong. And so this is the way it needs to be done instead. So if what you say insinuates that, then what you're actually doing there is you're doing what you believe that this person may have just done to you. In other words, they've said that you can't express yourself in the way that's valid to you. And in that, you've just done the same thing, of course. And this may be one of the reasons why you just had the experience is because you have that belief inside yourself. And so you see it show up in a variety of different ways, this being one of them. And so this, of course, is different than if you just offer information to an individual, regardless of what the situation is, whether it's in dialogue or whether it is through a book or whether it's through a YouTube channel or whatever it might happen to be. If you're offering information there, sharing information there, people have the freedom to come to it or not. That's a little bit different. But if in a situation with another individual, usually because you are reacting to an event or circumstances or maybe words that they've said, if what you do is as you begin to have some of this awareness, you attempt to teach them something, quote unquote, or instruct them, right? You're doing that because of how you feel about yourself, right? Now you can, in that moment, become aware that there's a particular way of looking at things that you have and a particular way that this other individual looks at things. And there's nothing wrong with, in that moment, just purely expressing, sharing how it is that you look at things, right? But it doesn't mean that the other individual needs to adopt that or that's the right way. Now, certainly it's right for you. But at the same time, 
the way that they're doing things is right for them. And this is something that many times is another difficult part to understand about this whole expression, this whole experience that we're having, is that it's never about one way of how something should be. It's not one way is right and another is wrong. In fact, it's never that. Because we're all creating, even in this collaborative experience that we're having here, our own unique expression of the experience. And so all expressions are correct, valid for the individual that's creating the expression. And certainly this holds true for you as well. Yours is valid. Yours is right for you. So that, of course, is the important thing to hold on to, that your expression is always valid for you. And if you are having situations where other individuals are approaching you or there are circumstances or situations that are going on in your life where you're getting information that seems to be counter to that, then you can be assured that you have some beliefs within you, you have some ideas, some concepts that say to you in some way, shape, or form that there is something lacking in you, that for some reason you can't do the things that you want to do, that you can't express yourself in the way that you prefer to express yourself. And that's what this whole exploration, of course, is about, is about being able to do that. Not in an unfeeling way or in a way that's not compassionate to other individuals, but in a way that also takes you into consideration. This then will conclude the information I'm going to share with you in this episode. I want to thank all of you for joining me here today. It's been my pleasure to share this information with you. Moving forward into subsequent episodes of the podcast, what I'm going to do is continue to share information and knowledge with you to offer you methods and practices that will help then to continue to build a nice foundation for you that then you can use as a platform to move forward and apply the information that I've provided for you here into having the type of life that you would like to have. What I'd also like to share with you is that I have another format that I offer this type of information in. It's a Facebook page that I have, and it's called The Home We've Never Left. If you'd like, you can head over there and you can get a little bit of a feel for some of the topics and ideas that we will discuss in the podcast. What I'd also like to touch on is that if you feel that the information that I'm providing for you here is a benefit for you in your life and you would like to support that financially in some way, I've included a couple of links in the description below. And contributing in some financial way, of course, would be very appreciated. It helps me in dedicating more of my time to sharing this type of information with all of you. I'm looking very forward to connecting with you in future episodes. I'll see you then.